I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 597 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You don't want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I got an awesome guest for you guys today. Ture Roberts joins me on First Class Fatherhood. He is the founder and co-pastor of one of the most influential congregations in the nation called One, along with his wife, Sarah Jakes Roberts. He is the son-in-law of the legendary Bishop T.D. Jakes. He is the author of Purpose Awakening and the book Wholeness, which was a national bestseller back in 2018. Torre now has a brand new book out titled Balance, Positioning Yourself to Do All Things Well. And couldn't we all use a little bit more help and advice on how to balance work, life, relationships, spirituality, health, and so much more? I'm honored to have him on the podcast today to discuss all this. Torre Roberts will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Torrey Roberts was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the pastor and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads is now available. Sales have been great. I cannot say thank you enough to everybody out there who purchased a copy of the book uh, or an advanced copy of the book, the audio book, which is read by me. So if you'd like to pick up the audio book, I highly recommend you do so. Uh, it has been so humbling to see so many of the dads that are featured in the book giving their testimonials and sharing their experience there with the book on social media, including guys that are really just heroes of mine, such as Navy SEALs Jason Redman and Craig Sawyer, Medal of Honor recipient. Matthew Williams, and so many others. Uh, be sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. I'll be sharing all those videos, putting them up in my story so you guys can check them out. First class fatherhood advice and wisdom from high profile dads did hit the bestseller list on Amazon for multiple categories. So again, I just want to say thank you to everybody that went out there and bought a copy. Please keep it in mind as we get closer and closer to Father's Day, a gift for a father in your life. I will be interviewed this Friday by Sean Hannity at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. That's this Friday on his radio program. Sean Hannity, according to Talkers.com, is the most listened to radio talk show host in the country. You heard my interview with Sean Hannity right here on the podcast a little while back. He is featured in the book as well. All right, so I hope you guys can tune in if you have the chance. If you did purchase a copy of First Class Fatherhood, Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads, please leave me a review wherever it is that you bought it. If you bought it on Amazon.com, please leave me a review there. If you bought it on Barnes & Noble, please leave the review there. Let's try to make this book a national bestseller. I know it's got the potential to do so. Uh, once again, thank you to everybody out there who is supporting and buying the book. Please follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. We are getting closer to our 600th episode of the podcast. So hard to believe. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Ture Roberts. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Torrey Roberts. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Alec, thank you so much. I'm excited to be on the show with you here. Well, it's an honor to have you with me. Let's start like this. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I've got six kids, a six-year-old daughter, 12-year-old daughter, uh, two 19-year-old sons, a 24-year-old daughter, and a 26, uh, I think she's, gosh, 26. Uh, and she just actually just got married a few weeks ago. 
Wow. Well, congratulations on that. Yeah, I got four kids myself, and sometimes I scramble the ages up there a little bit. <laughs> you know, I got we got three boys, and then the girl, if we didn't get her on the fourth try, I'd be catching up to you, but we got her Whoa. on the fourth try. Uh, and that was the name of that tune. So if you could, Torrey, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm most known for being a pastor. I pastor a church in uh, California called One. And uh, also write books. Uh, I'm a businessman. My background before pastoring was uh, technology and business. I used to build big data centers for company. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. And uh, and what I love most about anything that I'm doing is being a father. Yeah, very well said. And so on that, take me back then to the beginning of your fatherhood journey. Uh, About how old were you then when you first became a father? And how did that experience shift your perspective on life? Well, I was 22 when I found out that the girl I was dating, I wasn't married at the time, but the girl that I was dating, I was in love with, uh, got pregnant. And from the moment that I knew that she was pregnant and that my daughter was on the way, my life changed uh, immediately. I mean, I was a guy who used to go out and drink and party. And it was so funny. I was going out that night and I didn't drink. My friends were like, dude, what, what's wrong with you? What happened to the Toray I used to know? And so uh, so at 23, we had our first kid and then we had our our second kid and then later our third kid. And it's just been really the highlight of my life. I think it's such such a gift to get to steward uh, God's creation, a steward that God would trust me enough to allow me to raise and be a part of shaping and developing another human being. is just mind blowing to me. Yeah, very well said. And one thing I, I do try to talk to the young dads about so much is that it, I, I love the fact when I hear guys become a father at a young age, because I think it just gives you that sense of responsibility. You can't buy it anywhere else. You can't get that uh, that sense of wanting uh, wanting to earn more money and, and become a better person and develop quicker than becoming a father. C- completely agree. I mean, I, I tell my daughter to this day, I'm like, you changed my life before you got here. When you were in your mother's womb on your way, the fact that I knew you were coming instantaneously made me to strive to be a better man. That was literally the turning point in my life. And, and I'll say for my wife and I, and I always love to ask this to the people that have four or more, more dads that have four or more like uh, myself, for my wife and I going from two to three was the most challenging for us because our two weren't quite old enough to take care of themselves and be independent. And then we had the infant. So for you guys with six, uh, what would you say was the most <laughs> challenging as far as going from one to the next? Yeah, well, we're, we're a blended family. Uh, we're a blended family of six. And so um, I had three uh, from a previous relationship. She had two from a previous relationship and we came together and we had one. So I think for us, we didn't have the horror stories of blending a family, but that is definitely one of the most challenging things because, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to get to learn uh, another person. You're committed to loving them, but learning them is a whole nother journey. And uh, and so that it was challenging, but so rewarding because you get to, you know, I'm a believer. And so you, you get to demonstrate really the love of God, the love of Christ, because you are loving someone that you didn't naturally birth, you know. And so um, so it was challenging blending the family, but also rewarding because it really allowed me to be more like my father in, in loving someone that didn't come out of me. 
I'm number. I'm the seventh of a blended family myself, so I understand that. And one of the things, and I'm going to jump into it and tie it into your new book, Balance. We're going to talk about that in just a second here. But uh, one of the things I, I stress a lot and talk about on this show is the fatherless crisis that we have going on in this country. We got so many kids growing up without a father or a father figure, and one of the reasons for that is a breakdown of a bad co-parenting situation, a bad relationship breakup, and sometimes that. The, not even getting started with the court systems, how they have really forced so many men out of their kids' lives. Uh, but the co-parenting aspect of that is a challenge. So what kind of advice could you give uh, to a dad that maybe is just on the onset of that kind of co-parenting situation? You know, I think for both the dad and the mom, we have to realize that it's not about us. You know, it's not about the the issues that we have, the strife that we have between each other. We've got a human being there that's counting on us to be mature, to to be sacrificial, uh, to not have to agree on anything other than the well-being of the child. And so to a father, I would say, hey, be patient. You know, sometimes our counterparts and sometimes we can be emotional, too, but sometimes there are a lot of emotions going. Hey, be patient. Keep your eye on the goal. The goal is to be in your child's life. Uh, sometimes you're going to have to take some stuff, but it's worth it. No matter what you have to take to be in your child's life, you can take it. You can have the strength to take it. You may have to go somewhere, you know, and maybe say a couple of cuss words, you know, whatever. Not in the presence of the person, but say it somewhere. Go to the beach, go to the mountains, whatever. But at the end of the day, the main objective is to be able to be in that child's life. And and you got to take whatever you got to take in order to make that possible. Yeah, well said. And we definitely need to look to people who have had some success. That's why I love to to talk to guys like yourself that are having some success with success with that co-parenting situation, because it gives guys the hope. That, hey, if he could do it, I can do it. So uh, there are uh, ways that it can be done, and I think it's so important right now. And I agree with you that I don't think there's any real more form of love than being able to take a child that you didn't naturally uh, father and and make it your own. I have many dads on here who have adopted children, and it's just uh, uh, amazing the amount of love that is out there and people are capable of. And so then jumping into your book here, Balance, this is obviously – Becoming a father, balance is something that many dads struggle with out there. The work-life balance, we hear it all the time. Uh, Why did you decide decide to write balance? Who is it for? And what are the keys to having that balanced life? Yeah, yeah. and and to your point, um, you know, balance is this thing that everybody struggles with. When, When you think about the concept of balance, you have never heard someone come to you and say, man, I'm so balanced. My life is so balanced, you know. It's not like that. I think this book is for everybody because I think that everyone from from the the single parent, you know, all the way up to the executive, to the student, everyone needs to try to figure out how to do well in all their areas of responsibilities. And, you know, there, there wasn't a shortage of books out there about some of the traditional themes of balance, time management, you know, work life balance. But still, you know, people are still having these problems. So problems. So I realized that maybe balance isn't what we think, because most people approach balance with this perspective. They think, OK, I need to figure out how to divide myself up, you know, into pieces so that I can effectively uh, tend to all of my responsibilities. And that sounds cool, you know, but if you think about it, I can't give 10% of myself to my wife and 10% of myself to my kids and 10% of myself to my staff. I can't do that. I've got to give all of myself. So I have learned that balance is not about dividing yourself up and giving a fraction of yourself to all your responsibilities. It's about becoming all of yourself 
taking the steps, working the disciplines to become all of yourself so that when you do give yourself to your spouse, to your to your to your kids, to your work, to your investors, to whomever you're giving your best. And so balance is not a discipline. It's more about a state of being that allows you to do all that you're assigned to do and do it well. Yeah, very well said. And I, I know that just in my own life, too, it's something that, you know, is you struggle with because you feel like you're not giving enough to everybody. And with technology today, it has made it that much more harder because everything is pulling at your attention. And so you're never really fully present to where you are. So uh, the, the more refreshers we can get in balance, I, I think the better. And another thing, too, I, I think, Torre, is that we faith is something God has been removed from our society. We've gotten the father has been taken out of the home and the heavenly father has been taken out of our society. And I think those two things, if we could just strengthen them, I think the majority of these issues that we have in our country would start to dissolve quickly. What's your take? No, no, I, I completely agree. It, it's you know, and we, we've made. You know, there's just so many issues out there and so many things that are popular or whatever, but we haven't really made being a father sexy, if you allow me to use that term, you know, like we haven't, you know, even in some shows or whatever, the dad is like looked upon as somebody who's stupid or out of touch or what have you. And so society really hasn't celebrated the gift of fathers. Sure, th th there are some dads, you know, just like with anything else, just like some moms that, that don't do well. But for the most part, I mean, I can name some wonderful fathers, some wonderful dads. They're like unsung heroes. And so you're right. If you take, you know, God out of it and you take the father out of it, we're in trouble. We need the father. Are you kidding me? We, we need the father and we need the father in, in homes. And so you're right. If, if culture will attack uh, fatherhood. I mean, I mean, let's not. I mean, I, I can go down a, a rabbit trail on this. If, if we attack the, the the idea of father and the value of the father, then we're going to struggle, and we're kind of seeing it right now. Yeah, it's prevalent in all the statistics that, that we, you know people harp on it all the time. I mean, you see where, where you see the crime rate. Uh, where you see the teenage drug use, where you see the teenage pregnancies, the dropouts, I mean, homelessness, it goes right down the line. You could tie it all right into the not father not being involved and not being in the home and not having that father figure. So one of the important parts of that is the discipline portion of it. So I always love to ask the dads that I have on the podcast, what kind of uh, what kind of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Yeah, very good question. So the the my father, he was a Vietnam vet. You know, he, he he grew up, you know, in a tough time in the country, you know, so he was very, very uh, hard. He was very, very firm. And what I learned later in life is that firm didn't mean that he didn't love me. I'll give you an example. So I was at his funeral. My dad, you know, blessed memory, died in 2014. And um, and some of his friends were coming up to me after serve. You're like, hey, you're Toure. And I'm like, yeah. And they were like, your dad was so proud of you. And I'm thinking to myself, my dad really never said that much to me. Then another, you know, friend would come over and he's like, Teray, hey man, I just want you to know, your dad, he bragged about you all of the time. You know, and I was like, wow, this is, now it's getting weird, you know. And so another guy comes over and he's like, hey, Teray, oh my God, your father was so proud of you. He, he was passing your books around and everything. And I broke down and I wept because I never knew until he died how he felt about me, how much he loved me. And then I realized that there was kind of this 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 this, this distinction in the generation. His tough love was love. It wasn't that he loved me less than my mom. My mom was more nurturing and more compassionate or whatever. But he was like he said, I got to make you tough. 
I got to make you strong. I, I got to put this this work ethic in you. And I'm and I know I have a limited amount of time with you. And so I, I'm I'm zealous to do this because I want you to succeed and win in life. And I did not know it. And so as it relates to how I parent now, I am the best of that and the best of the way that my mom raised me, because even though he did love me, I wasn't able to interpret it properly. And so now, yeah, I, you know, I'm pushing them, I'm driving them, I'm, I'm calling them to be excellent, but I'm also equally affirming them and equally telling them that they're enough already and equally letting them know that, that I love them and that I see them. And if they never wrote a book or if they never, you know, started a church, if they never started a business, then they would be enough. And so, so I understand my father now, and I also understand where he may have come short, not because he was intentionally trying to fall short, but perhaps he didn't get that rounded way of parenting that I pray that I'm doing a good job in with my kids now. Yeah, it's great stuff. I relate to that as well. My father had me when he was 50 years old. He was born in 1930. So he came from a total different generation. And both of my parents passed as well before I became a father. And it was it's one of those things where I, I the two things I don't remember my father telling me he loved me and I don't remember my father ever apologizing for things that he did that he was wrong. And I find myself doing both telling my kids I love them and apologizing when I make that mistake. And I don't know how they did it. They made it work then in a sense where. I, I I agree with you there where it wasn't like I, I didn't know how he really felt like he loved me, proud of me, this whole thing. But it was there. And like you, I wanted to earn his respect and I wanted him to be proud of me. And I didn't feel like he hated me because he disciplined me hard or he gave me that tough love. And I sometimes struggle with that, wondering, is it the is that the better way? Because those generations, they raised winners. They raised some almost everybody that I bring on the podcast here, Torrey, it t testifies that they were brought up in a similar fashion with their father, with the hard discipline. Some with the belts, some with the switches, you know, some with the paddle. And they'll say, man, you know, I needed it. It helped me guide in my way with my discipline. I didn't need it much because I learned quickly. And but I don't do that with my kids. And sometimes I wonder, are we doing a disservice to this generation by kind of pulling back a little bit as far as the discipline goes? I, I think, you know, pun intended, it's all about balance. I, I think that a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, I, I'm learning that it's not all one thing. We, we are an all or nothing society, and that just drives me crazy. Sometimes it's both and. <laughs> yeah, you, you're right about that. What about as far as uh, values go? I know obviously a faith-based person yourself. What, what are the most important values that you want to instill in all your kids growing up? Oh, uh, integrity, um, honesty, purity of heart. You know, I uh, people ask me, you know, all the time, you know, I guess they, they feel like I've done a couple of things. And by the grace of God, I am. And sometimes they want to know what the secret sauce is. And I'm like, the secret sauce is to have a pure heart before God and before others. Or you can stand and look yourself in the mirror and know that your your motives are, are, are pure. Uh, your motives, you know, in life are pure. Your motives with people that you're dealing with. You're not trying to use people or take advantage of people. Uh, your heart is for people. Um, and so my prayer every day, and I've got this whole thing that I pray out, and, and it is that God, that my children will know you and that they will pursue a pure heart in all of their actions and all their endeavors. Because I believe, you know, again, I'm a man of faith. So there's a scripture that says, blessed are the pure in heart. I just believe that if your heart is pure, then no door will be closed to you. No worthy door will be closed to you in life. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. Obviously, the book out right now, uh, Balanced. 
Link is in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can tap it uh, and pick up a copy. What's next for you here? What kind of goals or plans you have here for yourself for the future? Well, you know, I think that the, the book itself really uh, is a unifying book. I think that everyone, regardless of, of faith and background, is looking for balance. And so I, I want to really get this message out there. It's a powerful message. Um, we do a women's tour. My wife, uh, Pastor Sarah, she does a women's tour called Woman Evolve. And so we're <laughs> once I finish this book tour, I'm going to be on <laughs> this tour, you know, this this actual physical tour in eight cities. And so it's that and uh, and just uh, just continuing to be a light, to continuing to connect with, you know, people like yourself that are making a difference in the world. And uh, and really whatever whatever God has next. But for me right now, the message is balance. I think that the world has been thrown out of balance. We need to get back into balance. And, and there's some great stuff in there to do that. And then I'm going to go on tour. No, no. There's one thing I'm going to do between the book tour and the women's tour. I'm going to get some rest. <laughs> get some rest. You got to find some balance yourself there. <laughs> exactly. I, I'll tell you what, your, your voice, your message, so needed right now. So God bless you for what you're doing. And the last thing I want to ask you, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? That you've got what it takes. Uh, it, it can be a daunting and intimidating task to know that you are responsible for a life. Uh, but I would say that God didn't put you in that position without pre-equipping you with the resource, the access to mentorship like this podcast and other things. You have got what it takes. You're going to be a great dad and uh, just just go forward, experience the joy and just know everything you need. You're going to have. Yeah. Awesome. Well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say to Ray Roberts, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much. for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, Alec. Blessings, my friend. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Torre Roberts for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Don't forget, First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads is now available. Bookstores anywhere across the country, Barnes & Noble is carrying it. They're in stock. Go get yourself a copy. You can buy it on Amazon.com, Target.com, Walmart. It is available everywhere. Grab yourself a copy, and please leave me a review if you could. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. Tall as a